Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, the show that takes a look at film, technology, pop culture, very aggressive opinions about snack foods, because in the end, everything is an ad. Hello, I'm Shannon Miller, the managing editor of Creativity, Creator Economy, and DEI. Hello, I'm so glad that you could join us. Joining me as a very, very special co-host while Luz is out is our fantastic digital editor and the host of the Young Influentials podcast, Colin Daniels. Hello. Hello, baby gorgeous. How are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. This is already um, off to a killer start. I have a quick question for you. Let's hear it. Spotify wrapped. What was your top tune? Oh, dang. Um, it was House on Fire by Mimi Webb. And then two was Heart First by Kelsey Ballerini. It should have been Unholy because I leave that song on repeat all the time. I don't understand the math not mathing. You, you have to, because that song's a minute and a half long. Oh. So you have to repeat it at least three times for it to be a full song. Um, great. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> and joining the fun is a first timer, but one of my favorite people. I know I say that about a lot of people, but like I really do um, enjoy this person. He is the brand marketing breaking news reporter. Raphael Canton. Raphael, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting debut on, <laughs> on the Adweek <laughs> Podcast Network. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely going to be something. I'm really glad that you can join us. So Spotify wrapped. Do you, did you have one? Did you get one? And if you did, what was your top song? Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. Um, so <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> I don't use Spotify. Um, get out. That's fine. So get out. Get I'm out. kind of like an OG no. in the, the terabyte uh, external hard drive collecting of music. I, I, I'm dating myself to like 2010 or 2009. And, you know, so I still, you know, buy music on iTunes or wherever and just kind of listen to a lot of like the either current stuff or like old stuff I have from like way old 2004, 2005 high school days. No shame in that whatsoever. I probably played the most. I mean, I guess I'd say Drake and 21 Savage's album, at least this month, most recently. I played that the most. That's what I can you do something for me, 21? (laughs) 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 The the ping of regret I'm already beginning to feel in crafting this this group of of wonderful minds together. It's it's potent. (laughs) But. (laughs) <laughs> well, I love that. I, I know that um, it, 
for those of us who kind of default to um, physical media a lot, like for those who are like having record collections, we had some pretty interesting, interesting results, even though mine, I mean, it was heated, obviously. It, obviously, Beyonce was my top artist. Who's shocked? Raise your hand if you're shocked. But um, yeah, it was it was very interesting to see that kind of um, rollout. None of this has anything to do with what we're talking about today, by the way. It was meant to be an icebreaker, uh, but I do definitely want to dig into um, Spotify rap culture in the future because I feel like that's deeply interesting. But right now, we're actually getting an early jump on what is an important conversation for us, Super Bowl advertising. And if you're listening to us and saying, hmm, that's a kind of a big topic to discuss in November, three months early, welcome to advertising. I don't know, this is around the time where we're all really starting to think about that. And I invited Raphael on the show because, Raphael, you wrote this really interesting article um, titled, Celebrities are the Ticket to a Memorable Super Bowl Ad. Now, at first glance, that seems like a, a pretty obvious statement. Now, can you tell us what inspired you to write this? Sure. So the marketing arm, which is an Omnicom agency, reached out earlier a couple weeks ago about a super poll. So they polled uh, several people over, I think, I believe it was around a thousand, over a thousand people um, about sort of what they want to see out of the super bowl, what consumers, what viewers want to see. And so it touched on a little bit of everything from what halftime acts they want to see, what their favorite ad was, how long do they stay throughout the course of the game? Are they watching only maybe the beginning and then tailing off in terms of watching ads? Are they watching all of the ads in uh, throughout the Super Bowl? And also what kind of ads interest them or stood out to them this past year? So like I said, when I read this, I was when I first saw it kind of come through the queue, it was like, well, yeah, that's that's pretty much a, a culture that we're pretty used to. But when you get down to like the brass tacks of the actual article, there's a lot of um, insights here that I don't think even I considered as someone who has been sort of watching this space for decades now. Um, was there anything in particular that jumped out at you in your reporting when you're kind of digging into the subject? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that really did stand out to me was, I guess it sort of ended up leading the story, was the celebrity aspect of it. And I think sometimes when we look at Super Bowl and even just marketing in general, you know, we think about what role do celebrities play in and also what role do influence influencers play in sort of marketing or advertising strategies and how it has become such a prevalent part of marketing in general. Uh, whether you talk about online, TikTok, social media, or you talk about just sort of straight up, you know, regular ads or traditional ads on television. And the the poll was interesting because it really did showcase that, you know, consumers are more likely to, you know, purchase products from brands that, you know, have celebrity features in their advertising. Um, and I think a lot of it ties into sort of, you know, brand recognition, sort of aligning your brand recognition with a, you know, a monster of a personality like a Kim Kardashian or like, you know, uh, Zendaya recently in the Super Bowl. So I think it's something that we're going to see probably more likely based off of the research and based off of the information. Um, 
And so that really interested me. And I think also just sort of the role influencers will play in the future in Super Bowl advertising. So anyone at home who may not be too familiar with Colin, he is like our resident celebrity whisper, <laughs> pop culture <laughs> savant. Like if there's something that I need to know, I'm probably going to go to Colin first and foremost. So I'm going to take a wild guess here and say that you have been paying pretty strict attention to celebrity culture in advertising in general, but especially in the Super Bowl advertising, yeah? I mean, I feel like the Super Bowl is where we see the most celebs. Like, that's usually where we'll see kickoff the tour. Like, back in, was that 2016 when Beyonce, Bruno, and Coldplay did that one? That was, like, when Beyonce announced the formation tour. So we're seeing a lot of celebrities really utilize that as more of an upfront to really display of what's to come ahead of the year. Like, we're all anticipating new Rihanna music, or we might be getting a Fenty Beauty 20-minute presentation. We don't know, but we know. More of a second than the first, <laughs> I feel. But, but you know, we're going to be blessed. And that's, like, one thing I've really admired about Super Bowl is really to see our favorite celebs kind of give us a, a rough cut or a really overview of what's to come and. I love how we're seeing more and more also newer celebs come to that space where we're getting introduced to a lot of newer ones as well. What I, yeah, like what I really liked um, about the last Super Bowl, I feel, was that it was kind of an opportunity to uh, for Lindsay Lohan to kind of like soft launch her comeback. Like she showed up in the Planet Fitness ad. She looked amazing and she was, you know, having this really great time. And now we're seeing her a little bit more pre prevalent in advertising. She just um, appeared in Pepsi's Pilk ad. So, and then before that, she was in a Netflix film and it seemed like the Super Bowl was this like kickoff for that. Um, pun not intended, but I'm still proud of it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, you're right. It's like you, you look to the Super Bowl, whether it's in the halftime show or in the advertising, it's kind of a, a preview of what we can kind of expect in terms of trends and especially in celebrity trends. One thing in um, your piece, Raf uh, Raphael, that really surprised me, I'm going to read it. Um, professor of Marketing at Villanova University, Charles R. Taylor says, over the past 25 years, about a third of the ads would have had celebrities. Recently, there has been an uptick over the last few years, well over 50% and closer to two thirds of Super Bowl ads have celebrities featured in them. Brands aren't just stopping at one celebrity either. In recent years, the number of Super Bowl ads with multiple celebrities has increased. So that surprised me because I thought it was way more than 50 or even two thirds. It seems like every ad that comes over the line, at least the, the big ones and not necessarily like, you know, the regional has huge celebrities, even actually even regional ads have like a ton of celebrities. So I was kind of, I thought that, that was a modest um, number, but he would know more than I am sure. Uh, but that was something that really struck me. Now, the thing that was not a surprise was this um, idea of having multiple celebrities kind of go or show up in an ad almost, um, oh God, what is that? Wrestle, not WrestleMania. Where it's just like one after the other. Oh, Roy is it the Royal Rumble? Or? Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like this Royal mm. Rumble style of like, oh, look at all of these celebrities coming out one by one. And we're seeing a lot more of that. Do you feel like that's an effective strategy? Um, just over your reporting, do you feel like that does yield the most memorable ads? Or do you feel like it's a lot of resources being poured in for not? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's kind of a mixed bag because... In some ways, it can sort of attract attention because 
you're having the shock of sort of seeing all of these different celebrities and sort of trying to fit them into a 30-second or 60-second clip. But it also can sort of work against you because it can just be too much and not really align with whatever the brand's strategy is. And I think that's one thing that Charles, you know, uh, R. Taylor, sort of when I talked to him about it for the story that he mentioned is that I think it's still very muddy to see if people really buy products based off of celebrities being in brands during the Super Bowl specifically. And I think a lot of it has to do with are you really looking for shock value and sort of having, you know, any kind of big celebrity in it? But also, does that celebrity align with whatever product you're sort of marketing in the Super Bowl? Um, And so that's why I think that it probably is more of a mixed bag. But in some ways, I think brands are just trying to get their foot in the door in terms of drawing the audience's attention. And drawing the audience's attention is hard. You know, during the course of a long game, if you're actually, like, interested in watching the game, you know, it is hard to focus on all of it at the same time. And I think that just having celebrities is sort of the way to appeal to to get that uh, attention right away. I mean... You know, for me, like seeing Doja Cat, um, you know, in the Taco Bell ad or seeing Zendaya in the Squarespace ad or, you know, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen in the Lays ad, like you sort of do sort of attach their name to the brand. And so you're going to remember that more often than a brand that doesn't have a celebrity at all in, in an ad. So it does add, I guess, some kind of power in terms of getting your foot in the door in terms of trying to reach that consumer. And I feel like you brought up a good point, too, like the Zendaya and Doja Cat. And we saw both of – we've seen both of them in so many ads this year. Do you feel like a lot of brands are getting on a bandwagon and being like, oh, they helped this brand out. Let's do that, too. And I feel like we're also seeing that with John Hamm. Like, I love John Hamm, but homies in, like, every ad I feel. I'm not mad yeah. about it. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of brands do that where they're like, well, they'll find that one celeb. Like, it was Pete Davidson prior. Love Pete. That Do you feel like that's something that we're seeing a lot of in this for the Super Bowl ads? Like, that's kind of the same celeb that all brands are using? Yeah, and it was interesting. So, like, the marketing arm told me that there's a lot of coordination that goes ahead of the Super Bowl in terms of planning. Like, brands don't want to have the same exact person, you know, in the ad as another brand during the Super Bowl. So, that's usually why you don't see that. But, like you said, Colin, is like it. It happens so often throughout the course of the year where, like you mentioned, John Hamm, like, <laughs> I know it's been like a lot in the past, like two or Everywhere. three months. <laughs> um, and like you, Shannon, mentioned about uh, Lindsay Lohan, like she's really sort of used this as a way to sort of, uh, you know, bring herself back into the spotlight by having several of these different ads. So I think that brands do see if certain things work and they continue to sort of lean on the celebrities that sort of garner, I guess, the most interest or the most uh, appreciation among consumers and sort of roll with that because in a a lot of ways, maybe it's the safe choice. Um, So I do think that there is a little bit of that. And I do wonder if, if, you know, if you wait till after someone else has used John Hamm and then you use him again, does it have... Uh, a negative effect or just not necessarily the same kind of resonance that his first appearance in an ad in a while um, has. Yeah, because I feel like with a lot of ads, like, we'll see, like, Zendaya, and now I'm, like, synonymous with, like, Bavulgari, or we'll see, 
like other celebs that we've kind of put them with that label. And so if they're doing so many other ads with all these other companies and stuff, it's like, okay, is this like a cash grab or are they truly aligning with this company and this branding and stuff? My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. So is this coordination happening throughout? And do, do any of them raise their hand and be like, oh, we got Manning already? Because some of these people, like, some of these celebrities pro all the time. Like, if there is any coordination happening, it is not happening around Kevin Hart. It is not happening around the That man is Mannings. everywhere. That man is everywhere. Sam's Every Club. Like, he is everywhere. <laughs> corner of marketing. And this isn't, a, this isn't, you know, necessarily a complaint, you know, per se. If you were a fan of these figures, you know, I would love to see some of my favorite celebrities pop up in every single ad. You will not hear any sort of complaining from me because you just want to see them. But there is this really interesting um, kind of like subculture in advertising where in even celebrity advertising where there are these like go to's that for one reason or another, they are just extremely pop- popular amongst advertisers. And that's probably a little bit more of their entrepreneurial spirit to, spirit too. you know. I want a, a slew of checks coming my way as well. So I'm going to say yes to whatever I need to say yes to in order to make that happen. But it does beg the question of, are there any, if, if we were to choose, like what sort of personalities we would like to see more in advertising? And there's a good chance that maybe they don't want that. They don't want that. Thing. But just hypothetically, if there is someone that you wanted to see kind of take this mantle a little bit and enter this space a little bit more aggressively, who would you guys like to see personally? Oh, dang, this is so hard. I feel like I pretty much, I'm starting to see like a lot of my favorite creators and a lot more musicians, like give Bad Bunny all the all the ads, all the ads, give him everything. Um, so I feel like we're, their brains are now catching up. They're like, oh, it doesn't have to be like just an actress. It can be, a creator that has like a niche community it can be like mm. this musician it can be and i feel like we're now seeing them doing it in a way that doesn't seem like they're just like using them as puppets but really tapping into the community and let they're like trying to reach or whatever doing it in a more of an authentic way yeah yeah i feel like i'd like to see i don't know i guess maybe the harder to get celebrities i mean i feel like some of even those ones like a beyonce you know she does she has done ads um i, I think even pretty recently um so it, 
but it would be interesting to see her on the Super Bowl stage in that kind of way or, you know, Rihanna in that kind of way. I do wonder if there will be some kind of tie-in uh, advertisement connected to her, you know, big halftime performance. So with the Beyonce um, aspect of that, like she was recently in the Gatorade ad. I think that had a lot more to do with her friend being the focal point. She was in the um, Serena Williams tribute. Uh, so, you know, can they get her out of her house? That's going to be the thing. <laughs> she, She's not coming out of her house unless that check cannot be directly deposited. So, if you have an old-fashioned check for her, she's coming out. Otherwise, direct deposit her and send her a text. That it was like she's not coming outside. Uh, well, you know what? I'm changing my mind because we have all the press coming up for Little Mermaid and Halle Bailey, and that is her protege. So we'll start to see her more of her come like spring. I feel possibly, possibly, and yeah, I think that you you hit the nail on the head in terms of like, um integrating more creators into this space. I, we were still very much in the early stages of um, getting like information on what the Super Bowl could potentially look like. So please take in mind those of us um, listening at home, conjecture, 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 conjecture. All of this at this moment is not confirmed anything. I just don't need anyone saying, do you know what Shannon Miller and Adweek said? This is going to happen. We don't know. We, see, we truly <laughs> We see her in the shade room, page six. Shannon announces <laughs> Destiny's Child reunion on podcast. <laughs> avoid, avoid like the plague. But I, but that is, you know, that's a good point is like now we're moving into this creator economy, obviously. Um, and we do have an opportunity to see creators integrated into the space. We saw it this year. There were so uh, many more ads that featured big time creators that got their start on TikTok, that got their start on Facebook, that got their start um, even in Vine and, you know, have played the long game up to this point. And now moving into the big game, I can't imagine that, you know, brands aren't taking notice of that and wanting to get in on that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that really manifests um, in the big game in 2023. Speaking of the big game in 2023, I would love to know um, if you guys have any predictions about the trends that we may see going into the new year and into the um, next Super Bowl. Just because this year I know the big trend was crypto, 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 crypto. We saw what happened there. And now I'm wondering, because it'll be awkward for them to sort of dip back into that very, very dry well at this point. So there has to be like a new through line. They don't have the pandemic per se to lean on anymore they don't have um like the wealth of crypto anymore so what do you think is going to be like the more pervasive trend in the big game we'll start with you Raphael. sure so i mean i feel like it was a trend last year but i think it's going to be even bigger because i think in regards to sports marketing it's just it's honestly taken over sports marketing so sports betting um, I think, you know, DraftKings, mm. uh, maybe FanDuel, uh, Caesars, you know, they have a bunch of, like you mentioned, the Mannings in the ad uh, with JB Smoove, um, BetMGM. So it's like that has really just, I mean, if you watch any sporting event, and it really doesn't even matter what sport it is, if you're watching basketball, football, anything, you're really going to be 
attacked <laughs> by sports betting ads, um, you're probably going to see one ev- almost every ad, every other ad. Um, so I think that that's going to continue to take e- an even bigger leap uh, this year. Um, I do wonder, though, what will take the place of crypto, especially with what has gone on in that situation. Um, but I really, But I really do think sports betting has become... I mean, it's really tied into even when you look at sort of the the NBA tying its uh, League Pass app, you know, for people to watch games online, Mm -hmm. you know, tying it to FanDuel, a partnership that if you sign up with FanDuel, you get a free three months to watch basketball or I think it's five dollars or you you make a five dollar bet. So I really do think sports betting is going to become even bigger in this upcoming uh, year Super Bowl. As I currently edit an article about a sports betting ad, I'm going to go ahead and co-sign that. <laughs> Colin, what about you? Um, I feel like with all the um, – with on the horizon with economic uncertainty, we're going to see a lot more of the like Squarespace type that really help people learn new skills or really hone in on their small business or really – turn whatever that hobby is into a full-functioning business. Like I mentioned, the creator economy is booming. Everybody's doing it. And I feel like we're now going to start seeing a lot more businesses invest in how people can take that hobby or whatever that um, skill is and really, like, push it forward. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of different, like, Adobe. We're going to see a lot more Adobe marketing, Squarespace, um, different stuff like that. That's a really um, kind of brilliant observation. I think that there is going to be a much more robust presence of that as well. Um, And now it's kind of odd because the Squarespace ads, um, Sally Seashells, was my favorite ad of a Super Bowl. I would not have guessed that that would be an ad that I'm looking forward to if they decide to participate this year, but I'm really looking forward to how they're (laughs) going to plan to follow that up. They had Zendaya with the Andre 3000 kicker. How do you even begin to top that? You have to I just get know. Beyonce. Like, I don't know what else we can, <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know what yeah, else no. we can do. Yeah. You have to get Beyonce. <laughs> it's going to go back. It all goes back to, can someone get Beyonce in a Super Bowl ad so that we can shut up about it? Like, that would be ideal. If Beyonce and Rihanna just randomly doing product demos in the same way. Oh, together. Imagine? If it's the together. Inter- the internet oh. would break. That's too much. I can't stop. <laughs> shut it down. That's too much. <laughs> That is really interesting. I, going back to what you said, Raphael, in terms of like what's going to replace crypto, I think that we are still going to see a presence of metaverse marketing um, during the Super Bowl, just because crypto is falling, but the metaverse really isn't. It, there's still like a huge question mark over it, but it's not one of those things where it's like it's totally collapsing on itself. Um so it's not going to go the way of NFTs, I don't think. I think that there's still going to be some presence of that, whether it's in the sort of main stage marketing or if there is going to be a lot of brands sort of flocking to the metaverse to sort of continue their marketing tactics there. I think that there's still going to be a pretty steady presence of that. We'll, we will see. But it will definitely be interesting when you feel like every well is tapped. Like, where do you go? Um, to bring some sort of like cultural re- relevance. And I think that there's still something there. So yeah, we'll see. So metaverse, create, uh, creator economy, sports betting, that seems pretty indicative of what we're kind of already seeing. We're re- already really seeing now before 
the game even hints to coming around the corner. So very, very interesting stuff. My, I guess my final question to you both right now in this moment, without giving any way, any away, any big ideas, give me your ideal hypothetical Super Bowl ad. It doesn't necessarily have to include celebrities, but what would be like your ideal ad that would make you like fall in love with Super Bowl marketing? Ooh, I feel like I know we're all seeing a now ad to the pull on nostalgia. So I'd like to see um, like a nostalgic ad bringing back like a favorite 2000s band or 2000s artist. Like, I feel like that's something I'm a sucker for those. And every time they do that, I'm like, yes, I need that <laughs> Trapper Keeper, that book bag. I need it because Craig <laughs> David said I need it. He said seven days. <laughs> That's a good name to bring from the past. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, okay, so 98 degrees. What if there was like a, like a pink resurgence? Could not in my in my most niche, niche interest. I guess you would have said Craig David, but you know what? If Craig David showed up in a Super Bowl ad, I would not shut up about it for months. Oh, like he said, he's going to be like, seven days are not complete without this journal from Office Mags. And I'll be like, give oh, me you're three. Correct. I'm like, give me three, 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 <laughs> three. Craig David. Oh my God. <laughs> that took me clean out. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, hey, brands. <laughs> The first one to get Craig David, you have my loyalty. Like I will say that on the air right now. Well, there's some stipulations there, but <laughs> <laughs> Raphael, top that. Uh, top that. I How cannot top would... that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think I would go for. I would probably go for somebody old school in music too. I mean, if it really ended up like the halftime show last year, where you know Fifty Cent is upside down on. <laughs> <laughs> on whatever that thing on you want yeah <laughs> like in the club video <laughs> like if they could find some kind of way to just sort of connect like maybe every music video from like 1997 like just do the puff daddy and mace uh jiggy shiny suit era where everybody's wearing you know very colorful clothing i would appreciate that a lot and found some way to tie it to like maybe i don't know uh Oh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm guessing since since Diddy is with Ciroc, I guess some kind of uh, beverage, hard seltzer, something like that. <laughs> I would really enjoy that, and I think that both of you kind of touched on what I would really love to see in Super Bowl marketing. Like some of my favorite ads come from like the Pepsi VMA era, mm-hmm. where just these big splashy musicals in a context that you wouldn't necessarily expect like Doja Cat doing a Grease tribute or uh, Britney Spears kind of going through the ages. Like there's just an element of that that is missing that I love so much. I, I mean, I'm a theater kid at heart. So I would love to see like just a big splashy musical star studded. If we're going to go the star studded route, I mean, just go big. And I want it to be for something random like Legos. Like what a vintage... I'm dead. Also, I think somebody needs to pull Blue Control to do a ad on cybersecurity and go, oops. Oops. (laughs) Like, somebody get Blue Control in their advertising to do about cybersecurity for the new year because 
that would be iconic. Everybody would be updating their computers. Like, yeah. We need blue control. So oh, somebody get Craig blue. Go off. <laughs> Period. Like, I'm telling you, like, I'm giving ideas out, and I'm not seeing a check come my way. I will get up, like Beyonce, to get the check for creative direction. <laughs> I don't even know how to how to go out. That's the perfect way to go. <laughs> what an ideal, ideal um, Super Bowl that would be if we could actually see that um, come into fruition. So, brands, hit us up. Obviously, we're full of ideas. Get us in a boardroom. Figure it out. Um, and it looks like we're happy to help. Blue Cantrell. <laughs> Craig David, we are full of ideas. (laughs) Um, My goodness, you guys, this was so fun. Thank you so much uh, for joining me on a very special Super Bowl advertising episode of Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. Colin, you continue to be the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, Let's keep the the conversation going. Blue Contrell, Craig David, Beyonce, let's, let's keep it going. You are really on a roll. And Raphael, I hope that this was a rewarding first-time experience for you on, yeah, that's probably an ad. You are welcome anytime, my friend. Thank you. Oh, this was great. And thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed this conversation, (laughs) including the blue cantrell part. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect way to go. That was so fun. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening.